Satnam. 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 Yeah, okay. Satnam. Those uh, posts that are right back there, they don't mean anything. So could somebody just move those posts so that people don't think they all have to be in front of those posts? It's like, we don't obey anything, but when there's a post, you know, we're yogis. I know. We're yogis. We don't obey anything except our own inner psyche. But when there's a post, we don't do anything. I'm going to pace what I say because we're having Spanish translation. To begin, let's tune in. Inhale. My name is Guru Singh, and everything that you're going to be listening to today came from our teacher, Yogi Bhajan. I had the opportunity to be his chauffeur during much of 1969 when he first arrived and 1970. How many have ever had an insect in a jar? I had a yogi in a car. <laughs> trapped. And I would drive and I would ask questions and I would drive and I would ask questions and I would drive and I would ask questions. 
until he, instead of Guru Singh, he started calling me Question Singh. <laughs> and then at stoplights, I'd write down notes as to what he said. Oh, do we have a Spanish translation that's going on? Oh, you're in the back? Okay. Cool. So you're he you'll hear a lot of stories. And these stories are pieces, bits and pieces that he would construct out of the vastness of his consciousness. First of all, I'd like us all to recite the theme. Can we put it up on the big screen? Well, there he, that's what he looked like when I was driving him. <laughs> Read it out loud together. Again. That's beautifully intellectual philosophy. Total nonsense. How do you how do you recognize the other person? It's you know, it's an idea, right? An idea, a concept, a philosophy, an intellectual. Oh, and then you'll say, Well, I know you're me, but I wouldn't do that. And I know everybody is me, but, but so-and-so, definitely. That one person, that's not me. We all pick and choose, don't we? As to who we recognize as us. You know, they're called good friends or relations. Oftentimes, family is never recognized as us. We always have these attitudes towards family. And so, we've created a PowerPoint today. It's powerful and we're going to point. <laughs> so for those of you that are sitting far enough back, you can see it on the Megatron. And those that are up here, I'll just show you here. Because, you know, around every seed, around every seed, there is a shell. Correct? Around every seed, there's a nut. And every person that you see, you see the nut. You don't see the seed. You see this and this and this and this and this and this. You see all of these indicators. Those are the things that protect the seed. Does the shell protect the seed? And when you have a really tough nut, you need a big instrument or a hammer to crack that nut, don't you? And you just think you can walk up to somebody and see the seed? No, no. All you see is the nut. And that nut has been built over thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of lifetimes. No one is going to let go of something that's been built up over that length of time. So when you walk up to someone to see them as you, 
You have to be able to look down through with all of the gargoyles going, Rah! and you went, well, why did you do that to me? Don't you, don't we, I'm not separating myself from you, don't we. It all began 84,000 lifetimes ago. Remember? Remember? For sure. We can go to me now on the big screen. I like that. We can go to me on the big screen. There we are. This is your body. Imagine that it has legs and a head. But the best I could do was a jacket. I thought about a jumpsuit. I couldn't figure out how I would ever work with a jumpsuit in an hour and a half. For the first 60,000, for the first 60,000 lifetimes, all we're doing is carrying around this body, looking at it, wondering what the heck. And then the body screams, hungry, and we feed it. Thirsty, and we nourish it. I itch, and we scratch it. I'm tired, and we sleep it. We're not even connected for the first 60,000 lifetimes. We're an embryo. We're, in an evolutionary spiritual sense, we're an embryo. And then somewhere around 59 or 60,000 lives, we get into it, kind of. And we are so proud of what we've done. We're like that little toddler that... And then we go on for a few more lives really, really focused on this. We're living amongst them. It's by design. We're living amongst them. This is a one-room schoolhouse. Not everyone is a teaching master such as you. Believe me. If you weren't a teaching master, you would not be at Ram Das Puri. You would be at Disneyland. <laughs> in a five-star hotel. You wouldn't be, you know, rise up, what the? You'd have a major snooze alarm, right? <laughs> we get it all the time, don't we? We go out into settings and we say something that's really from the heart and really from the super consciousness, and we get these. <laughs> what? What? You gotta be kidding. You gotta be crazy. Do you get it? Don't you get it? Every day. Yes? Do you see the other person as you? When they come up to you and go, Hey! They caught that on video. Yogi Bhajan once got somebody went like that to him. He said, Yes! A yogi! That's the Saturn salute. 
Isn't that your Saturn finger? And isn't Saturn the planet that says, learn your lesson with great difficulty? He could do anything with everyone. Somebody once told him that he was full of, you know, full of S-H-I-T. He said, you're so correct. And then he went into this whole lecture on how the digestive system keeps all of that S-H-I-T and how it brings the nourishment out of it and that we're all full of S-H-I-T and how our digestion and how we need to feed that S-H-I-T so that we can really grow. The person's going like, whoa. Then in the next 20,000 lifetimes, during that, you finally get it on and it's really hot here. <laughs> and then you zip it up and then your whole job is to worship the body. You give How do I look? 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 People magazine. The 25 sexiest peoples in the world. Seven billion people go, they got that wrong. We protect our image for the next 20,000 lives. Now we're up to 80,000 lives and we haven't even become born into spirit. And you're walking around saying, we are one, we see the other as you, breathe deep and they're going, get me a beer. Maybe we'll talk. What you have come to, you don't take off the body. You nourish the body so the body doesn't become an image event. It becomes a technological event. Because when we pass through a moment, can we have the next slide, please? The next one, yeah? This one? Hey, I, is that cool or what? I drew that myself. <laughs> when we pass through a moment, we have so many options because every moment is infinity, cannot be. Can't be not infinity. When you have an infinite cosmos, any portion of an infinite cosmos must be infinite. That's the lawless nature of infinity. You cannot divide infinity and say, I've got half of everything. I've got half of forever. What's half of forever? Infinity, when you divide it, is still infinite. You divide that, it's still infinite. You divide that, it's still infinite. How much, how much of infinity do you recognize in each moment? When you experience another person, what are you experiencing of that person? Are you experiencing this one dot? You see the one little stinny arrow? That is what Yogi Bhajan called the I dot. Do you know what the I dot represents? Idiot. Or as you pronounce it, idiot. 
When all you're willing to see is the one point of view that's your point of view, you will never see the other person as you. Because there's an infinite amount of information in every moment. In order to see the seed beyond the gargoyles, beyond the shell of the other person, in order to get down to the seed where we have commonality, you must take a big piece out of each moment. You must surrender to each moment. So when you're experiencing someone that's really aggressive in your face, not giving you any space, you have to go, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then they'll go, whoa. And they'll stop aggressing. They'll stop aggressing. Why were they aggressing? Because you're a teaching master. And they were your messenger. I know you've got all that great Korea technology, they are saying. But do you have this? So God says, all right, so-and-so car, so-and-so sing, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Hey, idiot, go test him. So idiot comes walking up and gets you in the New York City airport, in that Berlin airport, in the Toronto airport. Where's someplace else you're from? Miami airport. On the streets of St. Louis, on the streets of Mexico City, Guadalajara, on the streets of Santiago, Chile, on the streets of wherever you're from, there are a lot of I dots, and they're your teachers. Our really good friend, the Dalai Lama, was once asked, Who is your best teacher? Ah. And he said, Mao Zedong, because he taught me how to be able to see that he was me. Because what did Mao do for Tibetan Buddhism? Poked a hole in its isolation and spread it across the globe. So what we do, next slide please. my teaching assistant. <laughs> what we do is we work with what Yogi Bhajan called the cantaloupe. You understand the cantaloupe, the melon? Yeah? He said, this is what we have sitting up here. Just a damned melon. Information in, information out. Information in, information out. What are you allowing in in order to process? Gamma, these are medical terms. Gamma is the brain wave in a combative, competitive mode. Beta is the brain wave in an active mode. Alpha is the brain wave in a relaxed mode. Theta is the brain wave in a dreamtime mode or exactly deep meditation. Delta 
is the brain wave in a deep sleep mode. Something that we get just a little bit of up here. Gamma and beta, those 80,000 lifetimes, this is where they dwell. They're not interested in seeing you as them. They're interested in seeing what they can get from you. By design, not by fault. Is not a problem. Is a perfection. Because in order for the child to get into the body glove and put it on fully and then learn to use it as an instrument has to go through many procedures. Do you realize that we have 8.4 million lifetimes before we stand up into a two-legged creature? 8.4 million lifetimes. We start out as mineral, we go to plant, we go to the animal world kingdom, we then come into the human form. It takes us 60,000 lifetimes to just figure out how to balance in that body, to put the body on to actually be able to do it. We then spend 20,000 lifetimes trying to control the rest of the bodies in the world because we feel insecure. We've come into it. We know how to operate it. Now we need to collect, hoard, preen, collect, hoard, preen. You know, preen to make oneself very presentable, right? This is such a perfect structure. Your job as a teaching master is to view this structure, not with disdain, but with wow. All of these soul bodies working their way through evolution, shooting each other, bombing each other, slicing each other's heads up. You wow, wow, wow. Our job is to not go out and try to control it. Our job is to become so beautiful that we enchant it. And when all the little toddlers start following us, those 60,000 lifetimers, they're a two-dimensional creature, love or fear, currently, being controlled by fear, suddenly, because you start to look ridiculous. And that's very enchanting to a toddler. Have you been able to go up to a toddler and impress the toddler with a three-piece suit and a perfect tie? <laughs> you put a red ball on your nose, you'll impress a toddler. You try to look perfect, you won't impress a toddler. And so what our job is, is to live in the Alpha Theta state, very relaxed, very dream time, deeply connected, because this is all of the information that you get in a competitive mode. In a combative mode, you're looking, it's danger everywhere, combat, competition. Danger everywhere. Where's the enemy? Where's the enemy? It comes up to you. Are you the enemy? Let me find the enemy in you. That's all it's looking for. Let me find the enemy in you. Because if I can find the enemy, if I can locate the enemy in you, then I'm safe. That's who we're working with. Except when we're working amongst ourselves.
And we have to be able to work with that and be good with that. To be able to see down through those creatures. Can we go back to the slide one? To be able to go down through the creatures and see they're looking for the enemy. They're looking for the enemy. They're, and you cannot react. You cannot react. You just sit there. And then, boom! The moment you spot this, they're disarmed. Have you had that experience? Raise your hand and say yes. yes. Have you had the experience of disarming those that haven't evolved as much as you? Say yes. Raise your hand. Yes. What is the sensation that you get? when you're able to disarm those that are so thickly wrapped, what is that sensation that you get? Love. You're doing a great job. So I gave you a wrong instruction. Can you jump two slides forward? Let's give a hand to the sound booth and the, and the vi audio video booth. huh? Here's how we live our lives. Our desire is to be in our presence. Correct? God, I thought for a moment that everyone is lost and just you left something that looked like you. <laughs> is our desire to be present? Yes. Okay. Do we all have <clears throat> a preference? Yes. Your goals, yes. yes. Your intentions, yes. If you don't live in your presence, but you're always thinking about your preference, you end up in the difference. And that is hell. Because you're, no, you're not present and you have no way of getting to your preference. So what we do in Kundalini Yoga and why for teaching masters Kundalini Yoga is such an incredible technology is that it teaches you. How about yesterday when Nam Don was leading us through that anger meditation? I was looking around because I got to sit up here. I was looking around the room and I was seeing some people going, this is nonsense. I'm not angry. This is nonsense. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm not angry. I don't like doing this. I, I, I don't need to work out any anger. This is nonsense. How much longer do we have to do this? Really? You don't have anger? Everything has anger. It's part of the deck. If you don't have anger, you're not playing with a full deck.
Anger is an essential component. As a matter of fact, between the ages of three and seven, we achieve everything through jealousy and anger. From zero to three, we achieve everything through envy and frustration. We learn to walk and talk, envy and frustration. We're envious of those who can, and we're frustrated because we can't. But the envy keeps us trying, keeps us trying, keeps us trying. Between three and seven, it's jealousy. We're jealous of people who have something. We want it. We're angry if we don't get it. We all have anger. Let me hear you tell me, I've got anger. And anger's good. See, anger is like salt. Or you can quit mimicking. Anger is like salt. And what anger does, there's your papa, there's your mama, and I'm here. And we waited a very good long time for you. <laughs> Salt is something that brings out the flavor of the moment, correct? Yeah? What does too much salt do? Spoils the moment. It's just like anger. The wise use of anger is called determination. Determination. And determination is done between the ages of 7 and 12. Between the ages, hey, good balance. You know, that's a funny thing about people. You set them down and they stand upright. That's, it took us 60,000 lifetimes to work that out. How to stand upright. Look at you doing it perfectly. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Have you ever seen anything stand on two legs? Have you ever seen a chair? Have you ever seen a, a table stand on two legs? Do you know what you're doing when you're standing on two legs? You're operating with a universal reality. Everything in the universe has balance. Everything. And what you're doing when you're standing on two legs, it's why we did it. We started seven and a half million years ago. It took us four million years to master it. it takes us 60,000 lifetimes to become comfortable with it. But it's all about accepting the balance that is. The key to preference, to your goal, to your intention, is that you sit in your presence knowing your preference. Hamiham Brahmham. What is to be already is. Say, I am present. I, am present. I, know, my I know my preference. My preference is here. When I am ready, it will appear. When I'm ready, it will appear. It's already here. It's already here. When I am ready, it will appear. When I'm ready, it will appear. And then what happens is that preference 
becomes present. And that's what manifestation is. And that is not what seven billion people on the earth are doing. That's what 3.3% of the earth, which you are, teaching masters, that's why you're alive. Is to master the art of the enchanting, of the enchanting manifestation, which will attract the attention of the masses. 500 years ago, it was discredited. It was called alchemy. And the only way they could discredit it was to say that they were trying to turn base metals into gold. But that's not what alchemists do. What alchemists do is they transform a dualistic consciousness into a singularity. And that's the only reason you exist, is to turn the dualistic into a singularity. And so if we can go to the slide, this is what we're going to do today. By the way, this lecture and all of these slides will be on gurusing.com within about two weeks after solstice. You can go there for free, just download the lecture and download all of the uh, drawings, okay? Your right leg is your motivation. Your left leg is your intention. Your pelvic bowl is your balance point. And that's why we do so much of our kriyas in this way, right? Whether we're sitting, whether we're standing, whether we're crouching. It's all about getting the pelvic bowl to be level with the earth. If you're tilted back ever so slightly, the earth appears larger than you. If you're tilted forward, you're aggressive and everything seems less than you. If you're tilted to the, to the left, to the right, excuse me, if you're tilted to the right, you lack motivation. If you're tilted to the left, you don't believe that your intention can come true. Highly motivated, but nothing to go for. This is the first level of balance. The second level of balance is right here at the diaphragm. And this is the one that comes in through our diaphragmatic breathing, our pranayama. And when this thing is level, the glands and organs between these two parallel lines operate perfectly. You're healthy, you digest your food, you're emotionally balanced, you use anger when it's needed. Like, let me hear you, let me hear you enjoy yourself, come on. That was absolute nonsense. Let me hear you enjoy yourself. You see how anger can be used? I didn't go, oh, kind folks, that wasn't loud enough. Can we have a wee speck more volume? That's nonsense. That is not spirituality, that's slavery.
So you get these to balance, these two planes, the plane here and the plane of the diaphragm, which is your inspiration, coming up the kundalini, coming up, yes? Yes. The other one is your shoulders. And your shoulders, they lock so much because you can have all this good stuff coming in and it just locks off at the shoulder. And you don't get any of it into the brain. You don't get any of it to recycle out. And you know what that's being controlled by is this little thing here, right in the back, the medulla and the pons, called the reticular formation. And it's got all of your ancestral limitation. How safe are you? How safe is your body? And you have to be carefree, not careful. You have to be conscious, not careless. You have to be maintaining your body but have complete faith, complete trust. And this little reticular formation, which is the primitive brain, called the reptilian brain. There's all these, you know, things about reptiles and all that. It's like slightly on target, but like misses the mark. The reptilian brain, which is the brain that birds and reptiles use, in the reticular formation has three functions. How to collect, how to hoard, and then how to look good, how to preen. Only three functions. And those three functions are what rule the earth. Correct? What are you trained from young childhood? Get a good education so you can get a good job, so you can earn lots of money, so that you look good in public, and then you die. <laughs> and on that last breath, you're going, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And the whole thing is flashing before your eyes. You're going, I could have gone to solstice. <laughs> I know my car broke down and my this broke down and my bank account was low, but I could have gone to solstice. Because you have to liberate yourself from that insecurity of the limitation of the mortal form and actually inaugurate your immortal authority, which is who you are. You're a teaching master. You've evolved through 84,000 human existences after you evolved through 8.4 million pre-human existences. And now you're at the top of the wave going, I wonder if it's okay. And that's why Yogi Bhajan said, don't ask for anyone to tell you that it's okay. He said, we self-initiate, correct? Now you tell me, I am a teaching master. 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 
I am a teaching master. And now, when you're walking down the street, when you're in an elevator, and somebody says, and what do you do? You will say, Now, what also opens up this reticular formation, which is right here, is chanting. Chanting syllables that are known as mantras. Everyone. Aum. You're working on the reticular formation and you're working on the hypothalamus. You're working on these limiters because you're no longer to be limited. You've moved beyond the need to learn to balance. You've moved beyond the need to engage your body glove to control other bodies. She left it for me in case I got bored with them, you know. You want to awaken your awareness and stretch into the body glove. This body glove with all of its fascia, you want to stretch into it. We're going to do this incredible Kriya today called Padam Kadam Dadam. And it's just magical what it does for us. But first, we're going to chant. Is that a good idea? Don't make me go there again. <laughs> so we want to um, we want to call upon the Kundalini, and so we thought we would chant something that you know that you actually experience. In the dream time, we talked about the dream time. We're in uh, F sharp. So, this is something that you know, even though you may not know that you know. upon the kundalini to rise up. Rise up, rise up, sweet family dear. Time of the Lord and remember it. Love is here. Love, love is all you'll say.
Now, at 2 o'clock, you get up. You do what you need to do. And by 2.30, you've walked down into the valley. You've crossed the little bridge. Then after you reach the field, you've turned left. And you go up to where people are gathering around our tent. And that's where we begin at 2.30. So this is an open invitation for you to join us throughout the rest of Solstice. It's a great way. Before you go down there, you can get the best spot in the tantric shelter for your sadhana. Put it out there. Put a stone on it. How many do we have volunteering? Anybody that doesn't volunteer, Rashi, you come up here one by one to sing solo a cappella. So. Can I see the hands of the volunteers? Then I'll know if your hand isn't up to call you up here. Yeah, I thought, sir, you would put your hand up. Take hold of your knees. Close your eyes. And become mindful of your body from the bottom of your feet up through your legs, through your pelvic bowl, into the abdomen. Through the diaphragm, up into the chest, the shoulders, arms, hands, and fingers. Feel the neck, the lower jaw, the throat, the tongue. Experience the roof of your mouth. And now experience the entire brain area. The entire face. Experience the linkage between all of that and begin Sufi grind. Circular motion. Circular motion. Long and deeply breathing. Long and deep. You're moving the pelvic bowl. You're moving the diaphragm with your breath. Adjust your pelvic bowl. It contains your concept of life. Your ideal. Your raison to breathe. 
What is to be already is. Reverse the direction. deeper breathe even deeper now Reverse the direction again. The pelvic bowl must align with the earth. You're equal to every moment. That is determined by that pelvic alignment. Your motivation. Your intention. What is to be already is. One last time, reverse the direction. push the belly out, experience the diaphragm, the pelvic bowl, all of the glands and organs in between. Through your lips, exhale. Inhale deeply. Hold this breath. Push the belly out, drop the diaphragm down, experience the space between the parallels of the pelvic bowl and the diaphragm. Through your lips, release it. One more time, inhale deeply. Hold, push the belly out, drop the diaphragm down. 
through your lips release it keep your eyes closed and sit be relaxed and sit and experience the movement of prana prana contains four qualities physical ease or health emotional joy mental knowing spiritual liberation these are the four qualities of life at the very core experience the ease joy knowing and liberation as it moves through your body the pelvic bowl being very aligned now the diaphragm being aligned now Keep your hands on your knees and begin inhaling and raise the left sh- right shoulder exhale down inhale left shoulder exhale down inhale up exhale down we want to start to align the shoulder plane let the expand the brain expand the brain framing expand the brain framing expand the brain framing
Exhale, relax them down. Inhale, both shoulders up. Exhale, relax them down. Inhale, both shoulders up. Exhale, relax them down. And again, just sit and experience the sensation. Now experience it not just flowing between the pelvic bowl and the diaphragm. Experience it flowing through the shoulders and the neck and throat. Into the brain cells. As a teaching master, this physical body and all of its aspects is an instrument. Like any instrument, it must be tuned no matter how well you play it. It must be tuned in order to work right. Now inhale, rub your palms together, keep the eyes closed. <clears throat> Place the palms over the eyes, open the eyes into the darkness of your palms, and slowly move your palms forward, staring at the mandala of your palmistry. Now remain sitting, but you will come standing after we demonstrate. In Param Karam Dharam Kriya, there are four postures. The first posture is a posture which Yogi Bhajan said moderation was what the Buddha called the middle path. It's what modern English calls boredom. Boredom. Boredom is good. Say, boredom is good. Boredom is good. Like anger, it's good in a certain quantity. You add boredom to anything and it draws it towards center. So, boredom is also, the middle path is also moderation. No big extremes. But it allows you to have the big picture. And so, the first phase of this Kriya is you inhale and this is the big picture. Then you exhale into balance. Then you inhale into action, which is archer. Then you exhale 
into neutrality. Because if you get the big picture in your life, you then take the balanced view. With the balanced view, you get that idea. Could we have, if you've, if you've photographed it, could we have the picture of the uh, Kriya, not the mantra, the second one? If you get a balanced view, you get to choose the direction. Then with the choice of direction, you take the action. And then it's Guru's grace. It's up to God. You've done what you can do. You've looked. The next one. There we go. Yeah. And you do it both sides. The next time you come back on the left, up with the left, forward with the left, and back. Then back on the right. And you're supposed to do it. Not like this. This is not the big view. This is not the big view. The big view is like this. You're supposed to do it as if you have a basket of fruit or a bowl of water on your head. So you're inhale, Exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And the whole time you're doing it, experience presence and preference as one. Come standing. So let's begin together and then basically just set your own pace that will work in your neighborhood because you're going to have people all around you. So inhale, back on the right. Exhale, into tree pose. Inhale, into archer. Exhale, into neutral. On the left, inhale, Exhale, inhale, exhale. Now, at your own pace. Breathe deep. Coordinate your presence and your preference. God is God is in the moment. God is in the blue skies. God is in the moment. We're in this for eleven minutes. Be good. Feel good. God is
Experience your teaching master. I am, I am. Experience your mastery. intelligence of your body shine through Have that perfect balance. Take that right action. Let the body shine through. Be in perfect neutrality. I am not the doer. Align yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. The big view, the balance that is, action, grace.
Can we turn up the pedal steel? Last two minutes. Big, big, big open you. Open you. You're doing beautifully. Bring, bring, bring it to you. Bring it to you. Chase after nothing. Last minute, big, make your impression, connect the body and the mind and the emotions and spirit, totally aligned. Big now, last bit. I am, I am. 
Open your arms upward. Declare it to the God that is you. Bring your hands at the heart center in prayer pose. Bow. Coming up, keep chanting. Bow. Coming back up. Bow. Coming back up. Bow. Bow and let your arms dangle. Let your arms dangle as you bow. Let it drain to you. Let it drain to you. And now come sitting down. Can we put on the screen the previous slide, the Prithvihe meditation? Keep doing Prithvihe. Prithvi is the element of earth. Prithvihe. Akash is the element of the ether. Akashhe. Gururam Das. Gururam Das is the heart center. So you have the earth, the ether, and the heart center. And the mudra that we go through in the meditation is Prithvihe. Can be Akash, but there's too many of us, so Akash should go up like this. Akash He. Guru Ram Das He. Prithvihe. Akash He. Guru Ram Das He. So, follow along. Thank you. 
Repeat that. you're going to gather through the white tantric, through the people that you will meet, through the alignment that you will have in your body. Set yourselves to receive that now.
And now begin to gently stretch into your body glove. Gently stretch. Rub your palms together and the soles of your feet together. Do a cat stretch left and right. Bring your knees to your chest and roll on your spine. Can you bring the camera in tight so we can just go through these slides in person? Come sitting up. So before we close the class, we just want to take a brief takeaway. Everything that you experience is you. Recognize the other person is you. Recognize the situation is you. Recognize the idea is you. Recognize whatever you experience is you. And you're equal to that. What we normally see governed by our limited brain is we just see the shell which can be scary or enchanting or pleasurable, whatever, but we don't see the center core of the seed, which is what we have to break through to. So we do yoga and meditation so that in every moment, we don't just see what we're comfortable with, we see everything in every moment. And then those lights light up and we go, wow, you are really something. You look at your enemy and you go, wow, you are really something. And we've got a few decades to teach people to be able to do this, the 3.3%. So what do we do in yoga and meditation? We move the brain from here to here so that the frame that we take in is much larger. Got it? That's all we're doing. We're making it so that our body and our mind and our emotions and our spirit work together. That's what's called yoga. And in doing so, we cause the pelvic bowl to align. And when that aligns, whatever we experience, we feel equal to. And when you're equal to something, you get a slight angle, you get it moving. This here, the diaphragm, that inspiration that it allows the kundalini to come up through the spine, suddenly, not only are you motivated with your intention, but you've got inspiration. Everybody says you can't do it, it won't work. You don't listen, you're, you're, just, you're just dumb. You're stubborn. You just move through. And wow, what happens? Does it work? Of course it does. Because hummy hum brahm hum, what is to be already is. It's already working.
You open up the diaphragm, you open up the shoulders so all of that ancestral control no longer controls you. They are liberated with you, kicking and screaming. No! I've been right for centuries. Don't change it. And you go, gonna change it. And then the ancestors go, no, yes. And the entire ancestral field applauds you where before they denied you. And suddenly you've liberated yourself and your generations in all directions. How's that? Give yourselves a hand. And in your own life, you live in your presence, you maintain your preference, you bring them together, and you eliminate the difference. Do we have a deal? Yes. This is what Yogi Bhajan came for. This is why we are all here. And to honor the way he would do when he was just done with class, you know, he'd be just done. He'd say, okay, put your hands together. Let's listen to him. Now, and he would say, this is monotonous. He meant monotonous, which means in a monotone. Inhale. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. Inhale. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. And then he'd say, and inhale. Sat Nam. Bow your foreheads to the floor. Let all the blood equalize between your head and your heart. And inhale, coming up. And then our great teacher would say, pass out the cookies. But what we're going to say is that we need, what, about 10 volunteers? With covered heads. 10 volunteers with covered heads to come and get the Peshad. Everybody stay where you are. We're going to eat some goodies. Are you good? Are you going to be good through three days of Tantric? Are we grateful to be here? Yeah. Play something. Play something. This is the iPod. Let's give them a hand, huh? Saxophone from, Eng from Leeds, England. 
Gong from Millis, Massachusetts. Pedal Steel from the Bay Area in California. And how about Gudanam Singh, huh? He's got new CDs. <laughs> Akadama on percussion. And from Texas on percussion.
exercises and all of the music and all of the PowerPoint go down to the gurusing.com booth and make sure we get your email address so that we can send that out to you in a couple of weeks are you good How many people have not been served prashad yet? Can you raise your hands? So can the servers just sort of spread out through and let's continue, I am the grace of God. Yogi Bhajan once said that prashad is the grace of God. Where do we meet you tomorrow at 2.30? Bottom of the... Down in the valley. Across the wooden bridge. Across the wooden bridge. Go up here, turn left. And our tent is right here. I tried to get you to do it once. I heard you, but... Go down to the valley, across the bridge. Don't go down the steps. Keep going straight. You'll see a bridge. It's just to the left of a steel building. Go across the bridge. Go into the open. The field opens up. Turn left. Go all the way down to the end of the field. Bye. 
talked about a church, a healing church. Today is the uh, Sanctuario okay. de Chimayo. Sign this. It was amazing class, thank you. I actually did it in um, LA as well, the 